I'm Kim. I'm Megs. Welcome to the Atwoods End Podcast. Hey. <laughs> Why are we here? What have I done? Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? I don't know, is that even a word? Those scarves are awful. Oh, I like them. Yeah, our first episode. Woohoo! I'm, I'm really excited. Basically, we wanted to create a podcast where we do a lot of chit-chatting. We think we're pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> give it like 20 seconds to see if you agree with us. Yeah, but I feel like we're also pretty like people that like to learn a lot uh, from other people and are always having conversations and finding out what people are into and stuff like that. So we figured we would open the conversation up to more people and hopefully learn some cool new things. Yeah, and I think this this really started, we were traveling in Europe in, uh, two summers ago now and... I remember being on the streets of Verona and just being like, Kim, did you know this? Blah, 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 blah. Did you know this? <laughs> and then by Say like, this in Italian. And then my panicked face. Just could not I'm compute. Someone, no, because like I'm someone who like really, I just wish I was bilingual and I try so hard to learn new languages, but then I'm like a deer in the headlights when you actually ask me to speak them and I panic and like I think I just need to resolve that I'm always going to be that English speaking tourist Whereas, like, that like <laughs> fumbles through the menu. And I'm on the other end where I'm like, mm, I know like about three words, but like we can make this work and then I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> attempt to have a conversation. But yeah, that's pretty much how this podcast was born. We traveled together for a couple of weeks and we just thought we were great. And so we're, yeah, we're <laughs> going to go ahead and, and try this out. So for our first episode, we were kind of playing around. Like the first one's always like super awkward. Um, we were trying to think of how to gently kind of get into our style and, and how we're going to talk and what we're going to talk about. Um, and so, Kim, why don't you tell us why, how this episode yeah, so, came to be? <laughs> so basically, we were thinking about, like, you know, how do you introduce ourselves? Like, we're not people that, like, neither of us really come from having, like, a huge social media following or, like, a different area where, like, you might already know us. So we kind of wanted to, like, introduce ourselves and just kind of do a little get to know you thing, um, but in a way that felt a little bit more natural. Um, and... The other day, actually, I was getting ready for bed and I remembered this. And if you're listening, you probably also remember um, lip smackers. <laughs> uh, they were like chapsticks that Best. like everybody had in like 2003. It was a must have. And you had a whole, yeah, you had a whole collection. They had like the really weird like flavors, like A&W root beer. And then like the classic like pineapple and strawberry. Great. Yeah. And so... Anyways, I found uh, this book that I had when I was probably like six years old that was like a, uh, it's called We Are Girls, a fill-in fun book for you and your friends. <laughs> and it's just a bunch of like fun questions uh, that you would fill in about your life. And like, uh, I've obviously filled this in when I was six years old, but we figured we would pull some of our favorite questions from this and kind of just go back and forth uh, sharing our answers. And yeah, hopefully this helps you kind of get to know us a little bit and hopefully you'll laugh along with us yeah and like I think it also gives a an air of mystery too because we're not gonna just come out right of off the bat I, I can't so 
before we even get into this, English is my second language. I miserably fail at little sayings. So right off the bat, that was hard for me, but I think that's, so right off the bat, we're not going to tell you, you know, things about ourselves. Instead, you're going to learn these really weird things that we don't tell people normally. And that's how we're going to start this off. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, should I start with the first question then? Yeah. Oh, also, I wanted to mention that this episode, episode one, is called Intros and Yetis. Just just let your mind wander. I love wander. that. Yeah. I genuinely thought you were going to be like, this episode is sponsored by... <laughs> <laughs> I wish I if anybody's like... out there, we like things. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we will be sponsored, no problem. <laughs> I can be bought. Yeah. Okay, yeah, why don't you start us off then? All right, so first question. When you were a kid, what did you want to do when you were older? <laughs> this one, there's there's a few little parts of this one when I looked over the questions before. So first and foremost, um, I really wanted to be a female Jedi Knight um, from Star Wars because at Incredible. Like, age seven, I <laughs> very strongly felt misrepresented in the movies and I just, you know, had this idea of like, yeah, I could do it. I, I'll, I'll lead the way. <laughs> And, you know, it was like very unrealistic. Somebody bought me a lightsaber for Christmas. I only have uh, boy cousins that are around my age. So you can see how that really impacted, you know, a lot of my fighting style and door choices of movies. <laughs> but Career choices. It gets worse, right? Heavily influenced by my eight-year-old boy cousins. <laughs> so then like that progresses and I got super into like survival tactics and training and so I thought there might be a future in that because I would you know I was like 12 and I was like drop me in a forest and uh just watch me so like essentially you were trying to be Bear girls <laughs> at like the age age of six I, I literally developed like water filtration tools from things you would find in the backyard and my parents were like what <laughs> so but on like a more actual realistic um I think science so I am in the sciences kind of now but I think that was always a really big goal like we had a tree house my dad built for us and I would just go and like collect stuff I would make dyes and you know tell my sister like okay if you're ever dying eat this you know and and thank god she (laughs) did (laughs) I didn't know what it was (laughs) she didn't know what it was you know just not a good but yeah, it was, it was like, I loved animals. I love plants. I love being outside. And I just, I hated school. I would do anything not to wear shoes for, for the first part of my life. Um, so oh my God, yeah. I still feel that way sometimes. <laughs> I love going barefoot. So yeah, that's my, uh, am I doing it now? Some of it. I mean, the Jedi part, not really, but uh, the science-y stuff. Yeah, I guess so. Um, okay, I so Kim, so the, when was the last time that you tried something new? Um... Okay, I was actually had to think a lot about this one because I feel like I'm someone who's always trying something new, but between like the last year and just being at home all the time, I feel like it's been ages since I tried something like actually exciting. However, um, I did buy this model bedroom kit a couple <laughs> months ago, which I understand sounds incredibly niche, um, and it is. And it's basically, it's like a little tiny boho new york city loft bedroom like it has a little pallet bed and How like tiny it? furniture it's uh probably like eight inches by eight inches like a oh my cube God, okay. yeah that's the size of it and it has like little books in it and like when i tell you you have to make every 
single piece of this model bedroom (laughs) like down to like i have sat there with a little knife whittling tiny candlesticks for the bedside table and i am just way in over my head um so like did i like it yes i mean i'm not finished it and it has kind of just been sitting under a table uh for the last couple weeks mostly because i just can't bring myself to start again um, I thought it would be a fun quarantine project, um, and it is, but so I'll have to, what would you I'll have to revisit call that, it. like, micro, micro-sculpting design interior? I'm calling it, I'm calling it, like, a slightly cooler version of someone who collects model trains, because okay. I refuse to be somebody <laughs> who has, like, a model train set, but, like, I understand their, like, love for it so much more now. Now because when I first bought this model it you could buy little glass protective cases for it and I was like oh who would do that but now I'm like you know how many hours are going into this like it's <laughs> going in a museum when it. I'm done like it's called the Smithsonian because like it, you're gonna want to see this when I'm done I feel like that's a good you know what at least you get to concentrate like if you can like I mean there's nothing really that that calls for your attention right now especially during like we're on our second mm-hmm. lockdown pretty hefty lockdown now and it's like yeah I can do this but I can literally do it at any time in the next couple of weeks because really what else am I going to be doing so I feel like mm-hmm. trying that that's good <laughs> whether you like it or not who cares because it's something new <laughs> all right my next question for you what is your favorite thing to eat for breakfast probably Chinese food no I'm kidding <laughs> so I <laughs> honestly I was like I can get behind that <laughs> I've done it before and everyone's like you are disgusting but like I don't know if you're in the right hungover state then you know anything is game but um probably I, I love yeah anything anything goes on those days <laughs> I love a sesame bagel with some salmon some cucumber a little few capers some red onion I um, love that but like I'm 32 weeks pregnant today so I'm super prego and I can't eat smoked salmon unless I smoke it myself and my attempts so far at getting someone to build me a smoker have failed so I haven't had it in like eight months so I'm really missing that Just right like now the casual the casual nine month fix for not being able to eat smoked salmon is to build your own smoker well like my naturopath is like yeah go if, if you smoke it yourself like go nuts and you know, we we build a lot of things at my house, and yet nobody's been up to the challenge of a of a good old Norwegian smoker <laughs> for me to enjoy my favorite breakfast. But yes, I'm really excited to to be able to have that, and probably with like a, a cappuccino on the side, which I don't have the proper anything to make a cappuccino at home. So it's it's my bulk barn hazelnut cream coffee. That's my. <laughs> Love that. That hazelnut coffee is good from Bulk Barn, though. It is good. Yeah, everybody tries. Okay, Kimmy, so what is your favorite movie? Okay, so I have three answers for this one. And I've got to tell you, it's entirely dependent on who I'm around and <laughs> who I'm trying to impress. Um, so I'd like to preface that these are all honest answers. I just, they really just differ based on who's in the room. So there's, like, my cool answer, which is the one I give people when I want to, like, seem hip and, like, I've seen a lot of movies, um, which is Harold and Ma. You've seen Harold and Ma? No. Okay. It's a Scandinavian (laughs) film festival. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly what I wanted to hear is that you haven't seen it, so my ends are still working. Uh, Basically, it's about this, like, young guy who's obsessed with, like, death, and he's 
always faking his own death and like going to random people's funerals and stuff and then he meets this elderly woman at one of them and she's so like full of life and full of adventure and they end up falling in love and it just like completely changes his attitude but they're like the weirdest couple because she's like 80 and he's like in his 20s and anyways it's a really cute wait you know what that reminds me of that reminds me of okay you know in the office um jim pam and andy have like a movie watching club and the office literally made a fake movie for those scenes and it's like with jack black and like a really old lady and they have this really oh yeah (laughs) i know what scene you're talking about the cringiest yeah Yeah, no 100% this movie is less cringy and more (laughs) more cute um and Cat Stevens did the whole soundtrack for it which is cool so there's lots of good music legitimate thing that move yes moving on my classic answer that is the one that I've probably said for like the longest period of time is Moulin Rouge because who doesn't love Ewan McGregor and who doesn't love a good musical yep and uh, um, who doesn't know all the words to Elephant Love Song about the inconsistent by themselves? Absolutely. <laughs> Both voices. <laughs> <laughs> and I also, like, I mean, I was so obsessed with Moulin Rouge that I literally wrote a paper about Baz Luhrmann, like, the director in university, because I was, like, so obsessed with it. Um, and then there's, like, my most basic answer, which is, like, I feel like just the most like it's the equivalent of me saying mean girls but it's princess diaries oh yeah uh one and two because i cannot pick between the makeover scene and julie andrews mattress surfing so (laughs) uh, technically i've listed four movies but those are my favorites i think my like one trivia of fact about the princess diaries the second one is raven simone when she was asked to do that movie and she found out that she was going to be singing with julie andrews she like cried and I don't know why for the longest time I was like, yeah, did you know this? And everyone's like, oh okay. my god, okay. <laughs> I will I will second your Princess Diaries fun fact with my own Princess Diaries fun fact, which is um, that I don't know if you ever read the Princess Diaries books. There's like 20 of them. Um, but originally when Meg Cabot sold um, like the movie rights to have yeah. that movie made, like in the book series, her dad is alive. Her dad oh, hasn't ooh. passed away ooh, in the okay. books. And the movie producers came to Meg Cabot and they were like, we want to, like, make the grandmother a bit of a more central character. Like, we want to, like, change her personality a little bit. Um, And we want, basically, the father figure to, like, not be alive in the movies. And Meg Cabot was, like, really hesitant. And then they're like, we want Julie Andrews to play the grandmother. And she was like, yes, kill him. It's fine. Do away with him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, literally. Julie Andrews as anything is incredible. I would just die. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's, I love her. Okay. All right. Next question for you. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Okay, so I'm way into ice cream right now. Um, Pre-pregnancy, I'd probably say rainbow sherbet because you just get a little bit of everything in there. But right now. I've had rainbow sherbet in ages. Oh my God, it's so good. We used to go um, to this like little dinky ice cream shop and they just, they knew me there and they were like rainbow sherbet. And I was like, heck yeah, that's, you know, they it was like the equivalent of Starbucks employees of Bristas knowing your name was that they just yeah had my rainbow sherbet out but <laughs> more recently um like I can probably finish a pint of this ice cream in like two days and I know this because I have um it's uh, the Ben and Jerry's it's called Netflix and chilled 
And if Ben and Ooh, Jerry what's in wants that to sponsor us, um, this is us saying, yep, we would do it for just <laughs> more Consider this a verbal agreement. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it's like, I think the base is vanilla, but then you have like brownies and pretzels and just deliciousness. And it's like salty and sweet and like so good. And half of it's gone before you even feel like you've really oh gone into it. So good. <laughs> so it's been. Have you ever had the like original? It was the original Jimmy Fallon one that Ben and Jerry's did, and it was called, I feel like it was called, like, Late Night Snack, and it was, like, same kind of thing, but it was potato chips in it. Oh, And it was also, like, I don't think they make it anymore, though, but, like, Jimmy Fallon has, like, a Tonight Show one, but this is when he did the Late Night with Jimmy Fallon before he moved to the tonight show right it was I always, also very good i always i need i almost need somebody to like bring up a giant chalkboard and just explain to me what the heck happened with the hosts and the changing of shows and like that well maybe we'll maybe you can teach me that because <laughs> like the, the migration of late night hosts yeah like well, jay leno was a thing like i don't do much because i go to bed early so it's it was never a thing and like you know in my house there was a lot of siblings and parents all fighting for the tv so it was like fat chance i was gonna get to pick what was on late night but yeah we'll save that for another episode maybe because i just like i i know (laughs) who they are teaching maggie about network television (laughs) (laughs) this is it okay so we okay so we'll move on (laughs) so what was what was your favorite lip smacker um Okay, so I feel like at, at the age of 26 that I am now, I'm still very into, like, strawberry and cherry chopsticks. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like I'd probably say one of those, but I do remember having, like, a Hershey's chocolate one at one point, and I remember thinking it was so cool, like, I finally had one of the, like, branded <laughs> lip smackers, but, like, looking back, that's actually such a heinous flavor choice, like, Her- Hershey's chocolate lip balm is so gross, but I remember just being, like, I had it in my little, like, makeup trolley, I mean, makeup trolley, it was, like, six, but, like, you know, I had a couple nail polishes well and a said. whole ton of lip balm in it, and I was, like, like, three MAC lip glosses, um, and, yeah, I just remember Bougie. being, like, there was a phase I feel like my elementary school had a phase where like everybody had mac lip glosses and like you got them sometimes people did them as loop bags at like birthday parties oh my gosh was it lip gloss or was it max lip glass because I remember lip glass being like really big and like maybe it was the lip glosses I was I don't think I was like like mature enough to like decipher what I was putting I just remember it was sticky and shiny (laughs) yeah I yeah and and speaking of like elementary school trends it it was vicious at our school um I remember in 2006 Uggs were really in and everybody had to get Uggs and my dad's like why are you in this school let's move schools because this is a stupid trend that I don't want to get behind. And I was like, please, my self-value and worth depends on these stupid shoes. But I need angle height, salt-stained Uggs stat. Do you know why Uggs were actually made? For surfing. Wasn't it for surfing? Dang, did I tell you that already or did you just know that? No, I just knew they were from Australia. Yeah, because when they, I guess when they get off the surf... And the wave, yeah. I don't know surf terminology. I mean, like, that's what kind I... of a cute look. Like, little, like, wetsuit and Ugg boots. But, like, think of sand. Sand gets into, sand isn't, you go to the beach once and it's, and it's, that you'll have sand in whatever you went in for the next, like, three. You can turn it inside out. You can shake things out and there's still going to be sand. So all I think is, like, 
why would wool right because it's like sheep's wool mm-hmm. and sand you know what i mean sweaty it, it just it yeah, it's like true you'd never right? get the sand out of them yeah. i don't know okay if anyone's listening from australia and <laughs> wants Should to we get clarify that big, that how you don't destroy your ugg boots with sand please uh please please write it into the show yeah yeah you can uh we'll set up a p.o box whatever that is so yeah <laughs> so you can mail us a letter <laughs> yeah i'm not giving out my information god kim yes, well, we don't have any social media and we don't have an email so don't even try to contact us <laughs> you just you just have to listen to us and that's it yeah this is a one-way conversation <laughs> like many of my uh, conversations though i think people would argue is that i just <laughs> It's good to know what you want. Okay, next question. What celebrity do you look up to or go bonkers for? (laughs) I'd like to also put in that Maggie selected the word choice of bonkers. Okay, so... Like I said, I learn I learn words. You know, no, I didn't say that, but um, (laughs) part of my job requires me to read a lot and just to, you know, research junk all the time but so kim as you bash the word bonkers so here it is it's an adjective 1957 british slang means crazy perhaps from earlier naval slang see it's pretty cool meaning slightly drunk 1948 from no i like it as a phrase yeah right? for like slightly drunk you're just like oh, i'm like, oh, feeling a little bonkers right now <laughs> it sounds a lot more aggressive than slightly drunk but i guess if you're in the navy or like on a ship then you'll have a different definition but yeah, yeah it's from notion of a thump or a bonk on the head so and or okay so like <laughs> to answer that question it's not really a celebrity per se but more of like a i just have this you know forever unattainable desire to be mentored <laughs> And best friends forever, BFFs with uh, Martha Stewart's gardener, um, Ryan McAllister. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> Brian. No, Ryan, Ryan, get it oh, right. I, I think, <laughs> so sorry. If you're ever listening, Ryan, you're the best. He's answered like four of my comments. But as for like they actual celebrities, um, I love Vince Vaughn and I love Chris Pine. <laughs> And I think I would fully go, like, you know, 14-year-old and just, like, make some audible noises but not actually be able to speak. I would just just become a puddle of, of nonsense. And, yeah, so those are my... I'm baffled by your choice of Vince Vaughn, <laughs> and I will forever be baffled by your choice Why? of Vince Vaughn, but I, but I respect it. He's so tall, Kim. He's he's humongous. Could you imagine? I mean, you're tall too, though, so I feel like you just don't understand. <laughs> the definition of Maggie goes bonkers for tall, tall actors. <laughs> Hold on, I just... You seen the height on that guy? <laughs> well, watch out, I might be getting slightly drunk. <laughs> so just, just so that you, he is... He has 1.96 meters, which I don't know what that is in feet. 6.4. He's 6'4". Okay. That's oh, tall. that is pretty tall that for an tall. actor. I feel like most actors, you, like, look up their heights because that's the natural thing you do, especially when you're a tall person. I do that, too. Uh, and, like, they're always, like, 5'7". 
Yeah. And like, I feel like, like most actors are, are Zac actually Zac Efron's, like, 5'1 or something ridiculous. No. Devastating. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> no. Yeah. I remember when I was, a, I was, a, I had such a huge crush on Daniel Radcliffe because I loved Harry Potter <laughs> so much. And um, I remember, like, he, he just is so much shorter than me and I just remember being so sad because I just like he like stopped growing and I just kept growing and I was like well this is our love story is just being torn apart before my eyes right now use some of that wizarding (laughs) magic stuff yeah yeah you need a growth spell please how um so I tell everybody that Kim is like 5'11 5'12 um what is your actual height (laughs) I think 5'12 is six feet yeah I know that's why it's Um, funny <laughs> um, I like between five nine and five ten. But, so like so you're somewhere in between. <laughs> well, yeah, I usually just tell people I'm five ten. Okay. I'm like five. Yeah, it's like mostly mostly in the legs. When I'm sitting, I'm actually like the same height as most people. <laughs> so is everybody else. Usually, it's the yeah. torso that's not giving you extra length, unless you're like I don't know a b ball player, but. Um, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's more mostly in like your legs, right? So I tell people I'm, I think so I'm for the most part five six and a lot, but I actually haven't been measured. I just say like yeah, I'm basically five seven. I don't know if that's true or not, but <laughs> that's what I'd like to be. So we're just manifesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just say it until it comes true. Okay, Kim. Um, what is your biggest pet peeve? Um, <laughs> how to disassemble honest- this one? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to unpack here. Um, I feel like, I guess, like, the broadest, like, pet peeve I have is just people are that are, like, fake or not upfront about their intentions about things. And I feel like this is something that really, like, manifests itself on Instagram with anyone who has, like, oh, an open profile. Yeah. Or, honestly, LinkedIn, for that matter. <laughs> like, so many people... And it, like, it is truly, this is my biggest pet peeve, is those, like, spammy inquiries you get on LinkedIn being like, hey, I see you work for this company and I'd love to, like, you know, network with you or, like, not even networking because that's valid, but it's usually like, I have an offer for you that's, like, amazing and it just drives me insane um, because... I just feel like everyone's out for, like, a sales pitch but doesn't want to own the fact that they're, like, making a sales pitch. Yeah. But, like, when I was a kid, my answer to this question used to be perky people. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember I had, like, like a sworn nemesis in the woman who did the Disney tourism videos. Like, you used to be able to, like, go to, like, the travel agency and get, like, a plan your Disney trip DVD. And the woman was, like, the woman that like hosted it or like was like uh like giving all the information on this video was like i mean she was advertising disney world so obviously she was like so happy and like you know you're gonna have the best time amazing and i remember being in grade four and being like i don't like her <laughs> she's too happy no one's that the smiley all the time <laughs> no, i'm like i don't i don't buy it something's fishy <laughs> something is off here <laughs> there's, there's more to it all right my last question for you if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Okay, so this one I had to like literally look up a list because I was like, if I, oh my god, this is such a heavy and weighted question. I'm going to have to really... So I've come up with like two... So I think I like teleportation because, you know, it's... I, I was just thinking of the different ways that I could use it, but mostly it's like, how can I get from here to food with like as little work as possible or like Europe? is a big one so that's the the pros yeah. for teleportation i was literally there. gonna say my 
my answer for this would have been teleportation and it was mostly because I would love to be able to like live anywhere in the world but still be close to my family and friends oh that's so nice yeah no I was just thinking of like okay I want poutine from Montreal <laughs> ding ding <laughs> you know, like, I want to have some from some sushi in Japan right or there was this one um I was in South Korea in uh, 2016 and um, we were in Seoul and we just like happened on this like little restaurant and I had like the best the best like I don't I don't even know what it was because I can't read Korean I could just point to pictures and like hope for the best and my friend who was living there at the time she tried to find the place again but couldn't find it but like I would just you know go back there try to find it. it's about food right now for me but um the, the other one that I was thinking of was like shape-shifting you know you want to be a bird let's do it or like including inanimate objects because like you never know when that could come in handy (laughs) just love to live life as a plant for a day see what that's all about you know (laughs) it's actually i love that it's a very you answer this was it was a good question too because so um last year um i started i got really into like anime shows um through a website called crunchyroll and so actually the first one i watched was through netflix and it was about volleyball and like everybody I tell to watch it, they just laugh at me and they're like, you watched an anime show about volleyball, but it was like the best show ever. It's called Haiku. Um, and I played volleyball basically throughout all of school, like elementary school, high school, university. So like it really got me pumped up. Like I, I would, I, I bought a ball. I went outside after, you know, got the blood <laughs> pumping. But the second one that we kind of started was called My Hero Academia. And it's all about- I've heard of that one before. Oh my gosh. It's, it's very good. It's, I was very into it. And, and that was like my- uh, you know, my husband would just look at me watching this Japanese show with like tiny English subtitles, and I was like, "No, it's fine. I got it. I got it. It's okay." <laughs> you know, and just like you sit, you sit there like a zombie trying to follow along, and somehow it's enjoyable, which is like crazy, just how subtitles and stuff work, and like how you can your brain just like kind of acts it out for you, or like, yeah. Okay, are you ready for my last question? Yes. Okay, what would the title of your life story be? Ooh, oh my god, I feel like it has to be something that like. It incorporates how, like, accidentally um, things just, like, happen to me sometimes because I feel like I'm the queen of getting myself into scenarios where I'm like, what is happening and how did I get here? Um, So I think I'm going to settle my title on how did I do that? A life of happy accidents. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Because I feel like I really, like, end up in situations where I'm just like, I'm not really sure how we got here. I'm not certain if this is gonna work out, but we're just gonna we're just gonna roll with it and see what comes our way. A little bit of an eye twitch in there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I should also like say that it's not calmly just letting happy accidents happen. It's usually mildly panicked. Well, I think that's also how like the show was born too, or like the just the name of the show when we were playing around with titles. Like we kind of knew what we wanted to talk about and how we want to talk about it. And when it came to titles, like, I went to look at, like, English phrases <laughs> or, like, what what's that called? Like, um, like, crystal clear or, like, you know, even at like what's end. Like, there's a col- name. Colloquialism? Colloquialism? Oh, my God. I can't say it. Colloquialism? Colloquialism? Colloq? Nope. <laughs> well, yeah, we both, we both butchered that Whatever. one. But, like. But a list of those. And, like, so I must have found it because I, I ended up searching the proper <laughs> word yeah um to be able to find it and stuff and i and i feel like that leads your life story is is why the podcast is what it is because <laughs> oftentimes you know we'd be messaging each other being like ah, 
everything's fine. You know that that meme, the meme of the dog, where like everything's on fire and he's just sitting at a little table. Like everything's fine. Yeah, that's, that's us. That's yeah. Most. I want to say I want to congratulate us for the most part. For the most part, not always, but usually we have a pretty good attitude when it comes to the fire you know we're like mm-hmm. it'll be okay i'd like to think my life would be boring if yeah, i wasn't yeah. constantly getting myself into bizarre situations like but... what was that family channel never a dull moment That's... oh yeah oh my god <laughs> like a, like a f- f- war flashback <laughs> to like <laughs> So like so, the family channel used to play those music the same music videos all the time oh yeah come like clean, every other up. commercial yeah come clean and come clean and why not when the lizzie mcguire movie came out why not they went through like a really big phase with that one i think i actually and sky sweetenham oh my gosh do you remember sky sweetenham billy yes it hurts i i don't know what it's like you just <laughs> activated something in my brain that hasn't been turned on in 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 years i know but this sky sweetenham song come all i was driving like a week ago and i was like oh my god i feel like i'm like listening to this on my walkman i'm literally <laughs> i love my walkman when i got my walkman i used to rollerblade with that walkman and that was just my shit like i was <laughs> super into rollerblading for a while but um i thought too we can kind of finish it off with like just like you know we were probably really weird kids like we've only known each other for how many years now we met 2012 Mm. i guess maybe we've known each other a long time it's been almost nine years oh my gosh it's gonna be our our 10 year anniversary oh Oh my god that's so cute (laughs) what like what uh you know like you first wedding anniversaries are like the paper or like you know like they all have what what, what's 10 years what do we have to do to celebrate Tenure is aluminum. Here we go. Oh my god, we can make we can make little tinfoil hats. Okay. <laughs> happy happy <laughs> ten years, Kim. <laughs> okay, so as we we kind of were almost at the end here, but tell me one weird thing that you were into as a kid. Ooh. Um. Okay. Well, this only maybe only half counts because. I didn't actually get to fulfill my dream, but like I, I did uh, really like passionately pursue this for a while, and that's glass blowing. <laughs> um, okay. I I went through a phase, and I don't know if we were just like you know, in like you know, like a Stratford like small town. We must have been like going through the little like artist shops, and we saw oh, this right, glass okay. blower, like the, and like I the, remember being like, um, what's it called, like. Uh, cottage country shops like where they have where it smells like essential oils and women and like ponchos yes and so there was like there was like a live glass blowing display at this place and i remember being like i can totally do that like i can (laughs) wield the torch give me a mask i was like 11 uh and i was like i could totally make some like cool vases and stuff and i like pretty passionately pursued trying to find like a local uh glass blower that would take me as their apprentice uh, <laughs> but uh, alas there is no such thing uh and nobody was willing to give an 11 year old blowtorch so right. i had to i had to forfeit that passion but yeah i, I, yeah, I was big into, into that it. for a while yeah, see, I think that's why mm-hmm. that's why we're mm-hmm. friends is because I, I feel like you could have been like, do you want to blow some glass? And it would have been like, heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, I also went through a phase after I came back from Scotland where I was like pretty passionate that I was going to start sheep herding at my cottage <laughs> um, to the point where I had printed out. I, 
I had printed out an entire binder of like veterinary care guides for sheep right. because I was like I was determined that was gonna be my thing uh, but my family was not behind the uh, maintenance costs of boarding sheep in the winter time and I was not willing to forfeit my pets to the meat industry so we uh we hit a crossroads with that one as well well eventually we have sheep at the at the family farm um every year and so sheep are actually like really we love sheep I think you and I both really appreciate sheep but they are really nice like I have um uh, like my one of my favorite photos of myself is me and a sheep a sheep yeah that's there's no plural there. mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah I just sheeps they're the best sheepsies <laughs> I'll raise you your sheep story with um with guinea pigs we we both actually have a fondness for guinea pigs but ours absolutely started when I think my sister for like her eighth birthday or something got a guinea pig as a present and it was a female and her name was Daisy the pig or the guinea pig whatever and I don't know we read (laughs) after that they like to be like in pairs like they get lonely and so then my mom was somewhere so my dad's like okay like I'll take you guys to the pet store we'll get we'll get another one and so we convinced him which, like, I, it makes me question whether or not my dad just wanted to see how this played out because we were pretty young, convincing him that Daisy the guinea pig was actually a boy and that we should get another boy. That, no, we don't have a girl. <laughs> Daisy's a boy. And he was like, okay. <laughs> so we got a boy. We brought him home. And, like, we didn't tell my mom. And then, like, I don't know. It's like their gestation is so short. Six to eight weeks so later. short, yeah. We had baby guinea pigs. So then. Oh my God, incredible. From that, we just started not breeding them, but like we would just, you know, give them away. This is like also the late 90s, early 2000s before anybody comes at us. Like, <laughs> you know, we would give them away to people who had a cage and we gave them like we, we would write out by hand little care sheets and stuff. Um, and so we started this little like guinea pig hustle. And <laughs> when. <laughs> But we would, like, switch them out and, like, I don't know, they all were really fat and really big. And near the end, we had this one guinea pig who was, like, the size of a kitten. Like, those, that's really big for a guinea pig. And yeah, that's so huge. by the end of it, we had, like, three or four girls and maybe, like, two to three boys. And we kept them in separate cages. And, like, we also had a huge property. So we would just, like, take the tops off their cages and let them, like, eat in the grass and then change it. So they were living the life, right? One morning, my mom goes to feed them. And one of the the biggest male is missing. And so she was like, oh, no. Like, (laughs) something came and ate it, you know, even though it's all. But the cage was, like, kind of loose. So then she goes to the girls' cage. She lifts up their little house. And there are the three girls huddling. And there's Chet the guinea pig passed out in the corner because he just impregnated the the four girl female guinea pigs that were there. And so we had that was our last <laughs> that was our oh last God. forte. But I got really good at like being there for them during delivery and like guinea pigs are born with fur and you know, I just like learned I, all these I things. I think that story is like ten times better because his name was Chet. Chet, yeah, I don't know that my sister he names sounds things. like a biker. <laughs> he was all white and like really big. He's Chet. really like sons of anarchy vibes like i'm picturing him in like little like leather like i don't know like like, eight okay so i don't know where she heard the name chet like i'm trying to you know think through that time period oh no i i named my gerbil portia okay so like i and like i don't know if i thought it was like 
I mean, because I heard the car name and thought like Porsche, Porsche, but I was like really into the name Porsche for a gerbil, which is also, I feel like a weird choice considering my other one was named Cookie. A guinea pig, you mean, not gerbil. Because we also, you also had gerbils too. I had gerbils. I had, I had gerbils. Ger- yeah, no, my gerbils were named Porsche and oh, Cookie. Cute. Okay. Oh, that's so sweet. So that was, uh, so then we, we haven't had a guinea pig since at my house, at least. My sister still has them. Okay, so. We're going to, we wanted to do, we don't have a name for it just yet. Like this is episode one. Don't forget. Don't judge us. Um, eventually <laughs> we'll have a cool name for this, but we wanted to kind of end off every podcast with like a, what we've learned this week or like one silly story or like cool fact or I don't know, a secret maybe. <laughs> Kim, it's your turn this week Wait, to tell We're going to tell you our darkest <laughs> secrets at the end of every episode. So like you have to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. But anyways, so this week I was... Um, oh my god, can I just interrupt you to tell you I've been wearing my shirt backwards the entire time we've been recording. <laughs> Were you nervous or something? I just looked down and was like, oh my god, my shirt's all backwards. Anyways, carry on. <laughs> Oh, the drama. Basically, uh, this is like a sub-story that leads into this. I've been paying for a National Geographic subscription for three years for um, my mom, who just, or maybe not even three years, for a long time. uh, She failed to mention that she stopped receiving it when she moved. Um, So I don't know why it wasn't like mail forwarded. It should have been. And so the people at our old house or like my mom's old house have been enjoying National Geographic on me. So... (laughs) Just not happy to find that out a couple days ago. Anyways, so I was reading National Geographic and they had this really cool piece about the Dyat Dyatlov Pass. Um, for anybody who's Russian, just I know you'll probably cringe. I'm Polish and I still I, love, I feel I like love I how like presumptuous better. we are that we have so many international listeners on our first episode. They're like, yeah, Russia oh, yeah. from Australia. Please tell us about us. And if you're listening from Russia, correct thank you. Our, correct <laughs> Please our, correct our, our pronunciations. Exactly. But anyway, so this story, like this is going back all the way to the 1950s. Um, basically, when I told my mom, I was you know, rambling about this. And she was like, yeah, I remember like the conspiracies associated with this. So it's like the Dyatlov Pass story. So basically what happened, you have, um, so, okay. So the, the main conspiracy theories and why I want to tell the story is because I want to talk about Yetis really quickly. I, I fully believe something like a Yeti exists. How could it not? Like we just, some of those places up North, they're cold, they're snow, I feel like you could hide for a really long time without being caught. Anyways, the story goes that you have a group of students partaking in like a 200-mile adventure, like a mountaineering skiing trip in the Ural Mountains of Russia. And so this is like uh, late 1950s, 1959. So you have nine people, seven men, two women. They go on their trip and they never come back. Dum, dum, dum. So, oh my god, I love this. We're becoming a true crime podcast too. Basically, we're just but hitting like all a the conspiracy niches. theory. <laughs> anyway, so when they do find them, okay, this is a little gruesome too, but like in a fun way. So all no, not in a fun way, just in a bad way. Anyway, so all nine. Of, <laughs> so they can't find them. It's gonna be gruesome, but you're gonna like it. They're not back because basically there was ten people on the trip, and then one person had joint pains, and they were like, "Okay, catch you guys later. I'm going back." So they good for them because they lived so when they find these right. people that never come back um their bodies were kind of found scattered around the mountain slope and like some of them were in like really not good states like they were some of them were undressed some had their skulls and their chests like had been smashed they had like really brutal wounds and then Ew. others had like their eyes missing somebody was lacking a tongue <laughs> 
So the oh my official, God. yeah, this is like 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 a horror story, right? And so the official report back in the fifties was unknown natural forces. Okay, so then in twenty nineteen, right. for whatever reason, the Russian government's like, oh, remember that that past story? Well, it was an avalanche. There was a lot of like key details. It was sorry, it was an avalanche that removed people's eyeballs. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> so everyone was like, I don't think so, right? And so the yeti, the yeti story still holds. You know, I'm reading yeah, this article. Naturally, like, naturally, that's the next next direction we go. If it wasn't an avalanche, it had to be a yeti. Yeah, or aliens, but that seems so far out. So a yeti's a yeah. mammal that needs to eat. Whatever. Anyway, so everyone's like, no, these details don't. Like, there's a lot of things that are missing. So the first thing was that an avalanche was not plausible because, A, there was no new snow that night. And, like, I don't know that much about hydrology. I think it's hydrology is the study of, like, avalanches. There's an actual word for it. Um, but you need to have, like, fresh snow. Like, that's one of the big indicators of what will start an avalanche. Um, and then, B, the slope at which um, they were on. It was not aggressive enough. Like, it wasn't. Like it wasn't right. Like, it basically, an avalanche couldn't have happened because there wasn't, like, a steep enough hill. Yeah, exactly. You need a hill for there to be snow moving down it, right? And then, C, that when. So, I didn't know this. But when you're a mountaineer or, like, when you're on a ski trip, you you dig your tent into the hill and that kind of helps prevent avalanche i don't know that just keeps you safer somehow everyone was not happy about that in 2019 so then fast forward to now and you have a researcher who's watching frozen like the movie with elsa and anna <laughs> right and olaf and he is like super impressed with how they do the snow animation and like it is really beautiful to watch like it looks so real Right. If you don't see a cartoon character, like you'd think that snow is real. And so basically he reached out and collabed with the animators who made Frozen to recreate the scenario. Okay, so then based off of that and like as they did more investigating. So they found out that the hill that they were on was actually closer to 30 degrees, which like is a rule of thumb minimum for avalanches to happen scenario a so now you do have the correct slope right but it was just hidden under snow somehow that it made it look not as steep and then in the 1970s gm the car manufacturer they did they ran tests on like hundreds of cadavers um and where they like broke their ribs and like they did all these things to create our modern seatbelt safety standards and mm -hmm. from those experiments they found out that you can have impact with remarkable precision that if you hit something or something hits you with enough force, then you could produce those injuries. And so what they thought was because these people were sleeping on their skis, if heavy, like hard snow hits them at the right angles, everything, then it could produce some of those like blown in heads or like chest being crushed, right? Because then they're being right. met with something that's harder. And then finally, what they determined was that it was super windy. So they checked that night if, it, if there was no snow in the area, like no new fresh snow. But what they found was that it was like really heavy winds. What they think happened was you had enough wind to displace like a, a crap ton of snow. And then their computer models demonstrated that probably like a 16 foot long block of like really hefty snow could in this like perfect storm of a situation then like break itself off and cause that like a micro avalanche not like a big one that you see a lot of evidence from but like a really small one 
because by the time they actually found everybody, it had been a really long time, so it wasn't, like, as obvious. Um, Okay, and then the worst part of this (laughs) is that, so when they found the tents, they found that they were cut open from the inside, and they eventually found people scattered all over the place, like, near these trees, like, further away, and they were in different states of undress. They think that that's likely because of something called paradoxal, yeah, paradoxal undressing, where, like, right before you die of hypothermia, you just you just take your clothes you off. You get really hot. Yeah, right? So like Interesting. This, this story that Nat Geo had, thanks to frozen seatbelts and computer simulation and like having the most absolute perfect circumstance of this micro avalanche, whatever, you know, it's not yetis but i like i still but okay question though because i'm not sold okay <laughs> why were they missing their eyeballs oh so they think that animals kind of came in after oh okay and we're like oh let me just take so this not a yeti but wait, like how maybe it is a yet i don't know i just maybe and like what i maybe like about like, it. i don't want this to go to waste so <laughs> i'm end. just gonna <laughs> at the end of the, the like article they're like well we don't actually know which i was like good for you good for you like without actually yeah, supporting the existence of yetis they yeah. did you know casually say that it could happen which i think is the best way to report on anything by which you were not there for is to uh mm-hmm. say i don't mm-hmm. know finish it off with whoa it could be anything <laughs> but yeah that's that's what i learned this week and and now you know about about the Diotlov Pass as well. Yeah, so we'll, we'll try to include those segments. But yeah, that wraps up our podcast for episode one, Intros and Yetis. Yay! I feel like we will be a lot more natural as things, things continue on, so please bear with us. I don't know how to... <laughs> So we want to thank everybody for joining us this week for episode one, Intros and Yeti. Tune in next week for more living, laughing, and loving with me and Maggie. (laughs) And until next time. Bye. Bye.